I am Prithik Chaudhary and welcome to Pod Podcast. Pod is one-to-one mentorship platform and today on our podcast, we are with an industry expert to mentor you. My guest for today is an entrepreneur who is working closely with farmers and making impact in their life using his expertise in innovation and entrepreneurship. So I welcome founder of Innovio Exports, Vaibhav Sharma. Vaibhav has done his master's in innovation and entrepreneurship from Europe, worked with multiple companies like Biobrew, M&S IT Group, started his own startup called Imprevo, which also became part of Government Incubator and now currently working with Farmers at Innovio Exports. Uh, for a fun fact, Vaibhav is a Hindustani classical singer and a blogger too. So, hi Vaibhav, how are you? Hello Pratik, uh, thank you so much for inviting me to your podcast and I look forward to answering all your questions. Yeah, I am also really interested and excited to know your story. So Vaibhav, feel free to share your story and Please tell exactly what you do at Innovio Exports. And then we can move to a specific question that we have for you. Sure, sure, sure. So uh, what we're trying to achieve at Innovio Exports is that uh, we are connecting with farmers across India. And as we all know that uh, the agricultural sector is segregated into, into um, you know, there are small and marginal farmers and then there are bigger farmers. And uh, there are big middlemen as well. So it's a very interesting space. However, um, the majority of the farming that is being done in India is for is related to uh, you know the staple food, for example, wheat or maize or uh, or cotton. These are the the things that that the farmers focus on generally. However, there is also another aspect or another um, farming. Uh, that is being done and which is also quite lucrative that they're not aware about and that is the farming of aromatic and medicinal plants okay so the government has a whole department and uh, working on it so basically it is the directorate of aromatic and medicinal plants and they have uh, like multiple research organizations as well so what i'm trying to explain here is that there is a section of farmers who cultivate uh, things like mint for example whatever uh, products we use today, um, considering like you have your spearmint chewing gum, you have uh, your, your toothpaste or anything which involves a minty sort of flavor, it comes from spearmint or peppermint or Japanese mint. So these are some of the mint that is produced from the aromatic farming. Now what happens is that these kind of uh, farming, this kind of farming is done in um, pockets. So for example, you have UP. Uh, region where there is uh, more of uh, you know that the, the land is more fertile so it, it is prone to uh, grow certain kind of aromatic crops similarly you have Kashmir region where you have lavender you have uh, the you have south complete for example you have Kerala where you have great spices so all these um, things like flowers spices herbs and all these things are distilled into oils and into extracts and then these are sold to certain companies who then create products on them. So for example, all the products that you get where you have the aroma and the flavor, uh, these are made using the, the essential oils from uh, the aromatic plant. So what we are trying to do is that we are trying to connect these kind of marginal farmers with the international companies, particularly in France and in, in um, other parts of Europe 
because we are already aware of the market there and we know the kind of challenges when it comes to dealing with european companies so that is the whole essence of uh, innova exports okay okay that's really interesting because everybody is not doing that and you have chosen really a niche field hmm, nice so webber as you have done your masters in entrepreneurship from europe and uh, why not you just started with any another idea say in india only because everyone say college is not for entrepreneurship in fact some of people say it's just a bad investment then why did you choose to do masters in entrepreneurship why didn't you just started with your journey of entrepreneurship uh see uh, i did start with my journey of entrepreneurship and that is when i realized that uh, you know to actually become a good entrepreneur you need certain things and more than anything of course you need an idea you need perseverance you need everything like all these are our common things but it is a business at the end of the day and to run a business you need to understand a business and as engineers it depends on how much time you have spent on learning about it but but um, in general engineers are really not aware of many things that we should be for example we don't know how to make our accounts we are really not aware of uh, corporate finance or of of strategies or anything what we think of business uh, generally comes as you know marketing or advertisement or promotional based so these are some of the things where we we think that okay so these are the commercial things and you know as even as engineers we can once we have a product we can just focus on marketing but that's not the end of it there's there's a lot of things that you need to care about you need to think of uh, how are you going to think of a market first of all how are you going to to put that in in numbers because you can think of a market you can create a product you can go to, go and experiment with it but do you know how to put it in numbers do you know how to think of it that okay how will i scale this in the next 6 months so you need to understand all of these things and uh, particularly you don't really need an need a masters in entrepreneurship as such but for me the course seemed to be very interesting because the course it offered me in uh, you know a chance to visit silicon valley for 10 days and to visit certain companies uh, you know like the big tech companies and the other thing was that there was a live business case where we were you know we dealt with a, a real business case for a complete year so that was these were like some of the very interesting things and the uh, university is quite reputed and the the place is quite you know it's just a small place but even then there's there's great opportunity because there are more like a lot of international students and everything so i thought it is a it is a you know it's quite niche it's quite interesting and i will get the opportunity to learn from peers as well as i can go around and i can see things how things happen and once i am able to develop that kind of a mindset that would really enable me to Uh, it would open up my mind it would give me a lot of ideas and it, it would also give me the confidence to do something in uh, you know a separate thing and uh, the most important thing is that i'll have the knowledge the basic knowledge to scale things to make things and that is very much required because after a point of time we start sort of start getting uh, frustrated when we don't understand things mm-hmm. so basically for knowing basic thing to run a business and for the confidence you decided to go for masters that that's really great so let's talk about starting a venture uh, so what are the basic tips or the basic key points to know before starting a venture say someone is just having an idea so what are the key points to know before starting a venture uh, well it is a uh, interesting question but to start a venture the first thing that you need is to understand uh, see there are two things 
right one thing is that you need to know your business whatever it is in whatever industry it is if you are trying to create a product you are trying to create a service or you don't have any idea but you're just trying to solve a problem you just think that you know you can add some value in it or you just want to start your own for example you want to start your own pan ka galla that is also a venture right so anything could be a venture but then at the end of the day you start your you start selling your product or first you need to think of your product second thing is that you need to think of uh, your your customer so once you know that okay this is the product that i want to either create or sell and then i know that which is the customer that i want to target then you start identifying your markets right so that is where it comes into finding your product market fit where and that is the biggest challenge of your of the whole venture because once you are able to establish that then the other things would fall into place but the initial and the most challenging part is where you have to uh, you know think of your idea convert it into a prototype and then test it into the real market whatever your market is so that is also a job to identify what your market is and you need to keep on iterating because you need to first make an assumption you need to uh, support your assumption by data and validation through experts then you need to test it in the real market then based on your learning you need to pivot then you you keep on pivoting until you find the real product market fit and once you are able to do that and you you are able to start uh, making some revenue out of it then you can uh, you can think of starting your own company but my recommendation would be to open your like the whole compliance part wherein you start your company and everything should be done in the first 2 3 months because it takes a little more time here and uh, once you have your own company and you have to take care of your uh, legalities and everything it's also a burden on you which gives you the the need to do things faster because then you also have to follow a lot of uh, you know things where you are more responsible your norms so it gives you more responsibility as well otherwise what happens is that sometimes uh, you know if your project whatever idea you are working upon after a point of time you start feeling that okay so it's not working out and i might want to go for a masters i want i might want to go uh, you know i might want to uh, get another job or something so you won't be compelled to continue uh, with your venture because of course it is not even a venture it, is, it was just a project that you were doing so yeah these are some of the things hmm very true so yeah we have talked about the key points how to start a venture so let's talk something about what shouldn't be done in a startup so your first venture imprigo and it was also a part of government incubator right correct correct yes so yeah and it was not so successful yeah so it was your first venture and it was not so successful so what are the key learnings from that startup that venture and what are the key points that we should not do in a startup okay so i think that's a great question because um, it is very important to to know to think of the things that we should avoid right so uh, how entrepreneurs should uh, should think is that they should make a list of all the things that could go wrong okay so if you are if you are thinking of starting a venture take like whoever is your co-founder sit together with them and think of all the things that could not work out for example the first and the most common thing is that after 6 months you will not be able to commit to the project because you will either have commitments to your job uh, you will have to respond to your parents you will have to you will be fixed in certain some sort of things so will you be able to commit to the project 6 months or 1 year down the line when you will have zero revenue and you would have spent around uh, 50000 to 60000 or maybe 1 lakh 2 lakh rupees so 
can you do that if yes then go ahead with it and if no then how do you start a venture which is less cost intensive or uh, you know which demands less of your time so uh, list down all the problems that you could have uh, other thing is that uh, will your partner or your co-founder be able to stay with you and what is the kind of role that they would want to play in it that would they would you both want to work on the same things and increase the efficiency of that or would you want to divide it from the initial phase and you would want to focus more on the product side and uh, the other person would want to focus more on the marketing side or however there should be a very good understanding between the two people right so uh, write down all these things and then try to figure out what could go wrong and then uh, be honest with yourself about can you sustain all these things down the lane and still work on your company and make it successful mm-hmm. and even which can even pay you and you don't get bored also the main thing i feel people get bored easily they start with enthusiasm but after few months when there is no reward no return the company didn't pay them so they start getting bored and they lose all the motivation factor yeah yeah because see entrepreneurship is not a fun project right it's not it's not uh, something that you can just you know do it to enjoy it's not about enjoying uh, the whole part of it because we enjoy when we feel secured okay so first thing is that we need to be secured right if you are in college you go for a project entrepreneurship college okay cool doesn't work out doesn't matter we are anyway going to uh, go for a classes and at the end of the day we'll get jobs or something right but it's but entrepreneurship you don't have anything i mean you enter into it and you are zero if you don't have it then you don't have anything and you have already spent time and money into it so you need to make it happen right so that is the kind of thing that one should keep in mind and it's all about commitment if you can't commit to your project for more than 6 months then there is no point of starting a company right if you are if you just want to experiment with it uh, go ahead and you can experiment with your job or even if you are uh, i don't know where whatever is your situation you can go out and experiment with it. but experiments don't like 99% they won't work out 1% yes it could convert into something bigger as well we we don't know right mm-hmm. and even i was listening to uh, paul graham of y combinator and he told the same thing that a lot of projects uh, for example they are uh, you know their summer projects or their projects uh, which convert into other projects as well but the probability of that is very low the maximum probability of one getting success is when one is totally committed to it at least one person has to do it if if all the co-founders are really uh, you know they are part time then it can be it would ultimately be a very big challenge mm-hmm. very true very true so the key learning is be committed to your startup if you really want to enter this entrepreneurship world be committed yeah correct correct yeah and think practically one has to very one has to be practical about things because it could be um, i mean watching dreams and thinking about those successing uh, like you know achieving those uh, the kind of success that we want from our dreams is a very good feeling and one should go for it i totally encourage it. but at the same time one has to be grounded and think of the reality also that comes into place so unless you have a lot of cash or uh, unless you have you know financial support with you and you are ready to go forward with experimenting with your life and with your project and with financial support and moral support with from your parents um then one should go for it otherwise if 
you are really stuck in other things uh sort your life before you go into entrepreneurship mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very true very true so remember you have been around 2 to 3 years in europe i guess yeah 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 so uh, what is it the key learning from your side from the europe which is see india have a potential and we can use them but we are not using them properly so there are very like there's a, there are lot of things that we can learn from each other right that is the whole beauty of international trade and uh, you know intercultural management and all these kind of things and that's what attracted me to start my venture as well uh, see there are things which we need to understand we are not great at and we need to first start thinking as entrepreneurs if you really want to uh you know have that kind of mindset what you need to have is to have uh, observational skills about things so you need to think of uh, because of problems are everywhere you need to have the eyes to observe them and once you have, once you observe a problem then the next point is to start thinking of solutions and how you are going to find solutions is uh, two things either uh, you read a lot about them you watch a lot of things and then you sort of have an idea about it or the second thing is that you have experiences once you have experiences you have your own mindset in a way where you can start thinking of different uh, different ideas right so what happened with me uh, is that when i went to europe and i uh, i tried to uh, experience as many things as possible so i tried to you know i tried to visit other companies i tried to connect with multiple people from different nationalities and that's the beauty of europe that you can talk to you know you can connect with multiple nationalities uh, you can learn about their problems you can start seeing how those companies respond there what is the kind of attitude that those people have and because every culture is different germans will be different germans are more prone to be uh, efficient and they're bound to their time mm. french people are also uh, they are a little uh, free in the way that they are more on the creative side they like to to take more things on their for example they they take bigger lunch breaks and they always leave uh, early but but even then they are able to you know do their work efficiently in a way that that is a little more creative but they won't have the same kind of uh, machinery effectiveness that is what you can see in the industry as well so it all depends upon the culture and that's the beauty of europe and from the learnings that i got there is that we need to adapt that's the only thing we need to adapt and our companies need to adapt our our culture uh, our people need to adapt and when because if you want to go for exports or any kind of international trade uh, you you uh, need to understand that if our companies and our people cannot adapt to their culture and their understanding and uh, their their understanding of the project or and the understanding of business then uh, you really cannot communicate well with them and without communication and without long term relationship no business can succeed hmm very interesting point you said here we need to adapt okay so whether as indian farmers are not so very lean towards the innovation side so how they see any technology or any entrepreneur going to them and actually pitching them their idea so you you use this product and your uh, farmland will be this much productive so how farmers are seeing technology so i think it depends on the farmer where they are based uh particular for example uh if gujarat you take the farmers are quite uh, interested in new technologies as well the thing is that you need to establish a relationship with them that's all and see technology is always 
and enablers technology comes later first thing is your communication and your relationship with them and how you really want to solve the problem because without the problem what is the use of the technology so first establishing the problem takes time first communication relationship and then establishing the problem and then to really solve the problem efficiently then technology comes into place so technology is always going to be an enabler because for example if i start um, like considering uh, farming of aromatic crops so i know other startups as well who are you know for example they are using hyperspectral imaging or some of them are using iot or there are a lot of different kind of startups that are using amazing technology in the agritech sector and uh, you, the point is that we also want to eventually help farmers with these kind of technologies but our focus here is to connect to the buyers because at the end of it if you observe the indian agricultural uh, overall market like the you know the statistics for the in, uh, agricultural exports then what you observe is that we are really not able to convert our produce into exports and our exports are very less even you you can take agriculture uh, you can take uh, fruits and vegetables or you can take uh, even the uh, the the supply which is for example wheat or maize or anything so we are producing a lot we are in surplus but we are not able to convert that into exports so where is the missing link then the missing link is in our ability to convert our produce into a lucrative export opportunity and that is where we need to come in we need to give them hand holding we need to guide them about the right kind of market that they should be prepared with so if we know the trend for the market then we can ask our farmers to produce the same kind of crop then we can ask other kind of technologies or startups or any kind of support that we need we can even try and uh, we can we will have our own technology as well of course so we will then we can use that the, that will that will be the second or third step and then their produce will be sufficient enough and they will have a fixed market that is the main thing because if you don't give them a contract if you don't give them a fixed market they are never going to produce for you very true okay so basically you are maintaining a balance between now you are uh, acting as a mediator between a buyer and a seller no yeah correct correct but also the fact that it's not you're not creating a marketplace uh, like you know it is not about uh, we are not making an alibaba here what we are trying to do is that we are trying to create a group of efficient people here and by that what i mean is that see the kind of data that we collect when we deal with farmers and with msmes as well is that we try to categorize them and we and when we deal with them we gather a lot of data about what is the work that they are doing what is the quality of uh, you know product that they are producing and what is the communication style and a lot of data about them and based on that data we try to create filters and to you know to make a group of of people so that once we have communication with the right buyer and whenever there is an inquiry we are able to filter out and we are able to create a very efficient communication channel with the most uh, suitable uh, supplier whoever is the farmer or the msme and in that way we create a, a simpler channel and we also have the right kind of knowledge to share it to the buyer so that creates a efficient channel uh, for the whole export and the other part is to then also create so there are a lot of different kind of things about fpos and farmer groups and everything however this is the the crux of it hmm got it got it so talking about innovation how innovation is bringing livelihood to the farmers how is their lifestyle have been improved or 
how they are making more money which eventually make their life good and any success story of the farmer you would like to share yeah yeah anything? absolutely i mean see innovation uh, we need to understand innovation first of all um, innovation can be done in product in process or in your mindset as well innovation could be done anywhere what is innovation at the end of the day is all about efficiency so the more efficient you you make a process so uh, what happens is that um, you know when i went to christensen institute in uh, in san francisco and they gave a simple uh, you know answer for disruptive innovation they told that disruptive innovation is something that reduces the cost of some of a product and at the same time they are able to to reach the product to to a mass market so when you create something of a service or a product where you have increased the efficiency reduce the price of it and you are able to sell it to a mass market as well then it is a disruptive innovation until then it could be an innovation but it will not be viable in the market right so tesla could be an innovation before 6 6 years as well but it wasn't uh, very much affordable so we could not say that it is a disruptive innovation right so one needs to to understand the kind of innovation that they are doing uh, when it comes to farmers see as i told before as well there are multiple ways to increase the efficiency of the crop there are multiple ways multiple ways to increase uh, you know uh, the whole sector of farming uh, the produce but the other way you 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 can think is that is there an is there an efficient way to increase their uh, sales as well or is there for example a farmer is doing the traditional farming can he start with aromatic farming can he try and do intercrop can he do other things as well that is also an innovative thought and how you convert that into a practice is is your is your strategy right so that is also innovation and in, when it is converted into uh, execution successfully that is a complete project right so that is also kind of innovation we need to think <laughs> okay so that's very insightful answers you know uh, that, that's really interesting okay so uh, where what is the next emerging industry you see for any entrepreneur to step in uh, if you want to start anything or you you are interest first thing is that you should think of your interest it's all about don't think of the market don't think uh, you know that uh, this industry will grow or not or of course you need to do that but that is a second step that is a later step the first thing is that if you no matter what even if you if you join an industry or if you if you uh, you know start a venture in an industry that is growing at a very high speed but if you are not really passionate about it or you don't enjoy the product or you are not really interested in it you will eventually fade out because you won't enjoy your work so first thing is that uh, uh, you know think of your interest deeply that uh, what is it that really interests you whatever product line whatever industry line what is it that you have been tracking for the last one year which industry or which product or which company do you think is making a great impact and uh, you think that you know this is the kind of uh, products that uh, would be really uh, you know i would be interested by it so think in that manner and then the next step would be to start thinking that okay once you have an idea that okay for example i want to go i want to go with the e-commerce or i want to go i want to create something uh, you know of a communication platform or a network or you uh, you know there are so many things that are coming up now so um, once you build when you once you start doing that you need to start thinking of your of your prototype and your idea 
and once so start building your prototype and then start uh, selling it off however you can try and get in touch with people and then once you have the feedback you can start thinking if that is worth doing or not because see eventually uh, going to a vc or even thinking of going to a vc is at a very later stage because initially it's all about realizing that do you really uh, you know can you enjoy the space and if yes then only you can innovate and you can really put your creativity in it if not you will not be able to really you know solve questions there and then uh, you won't be able to to really innovate so it's all about doing things differently and adding efficiency in it and then the final step is to think of the of the all the metrics uh, total addressable market serviceable addressable market and all the different kind of metrics that the vcs use lt uh, what is it long term value capital and uh, you know arpu and everything so that will that all comes later on and there's no point of thinking of it unless you are confident about your industry your project and you're enjoying it so if you're if you're good with that you can go forward with it yeah in fact i believe customers are the biggest investor <laughs> not the vcs yeah yeah absolutely customers see customers will not come easily nobody wants to do anything unless they really uh, they don't have any option and they really are desperate to do it that is one thing or the other thing is that you are adding really a lot of value in it so that they think that okay so this is cheaper and this is nicer so i can okay i can go forward with it yeah very true so i think we have covered everything in this podcast any last closing line or any key points you want to say um what i would want to suggest is that uh, if you are really interested in entrepreneurship read a lot read extensively about all the different kind of entrepreneurs and their journeys or uh, listen to a lot of podcasts as well there are you know many podcasts which talk about uh, where successful entrepreneurs have shared their stories you will realize a lot you know the kind of problems that they go through um so this is just the beginning of it where for example if someone is just a beginner and thinking of it that is my suggestion for them and if you are already on your journey to entrepreneurship then you just need to understand the kind of resolve that you that you will have to have in the future and you need to commit yourself to a longer period that's it if you commit yourself to more than a year then the probability of your success in your venture will definitely increase by 30 to 40% and if it is if if you cannot commit to the project uh, you know more than a year then your probability is will be less than 10% so yeah, that is what uh, one should be aware of to very true to have any venture we need to commit to it it's really important really important so and the other aspects we learn from this podcast is communication is the most important thing in any venture technology is just an enabler first come the communication we need to talk we need to build a trust with the customers with the person we will be working so it's very important so i think wherever we have covered everything and th- thank you so much for coming our listeners would be loving it and have a lot to grab from so thank you thank you so much thank you thank you prati so listeners that's all for today see you next week with a new industry expert a new story to learn from stay tuned podcast cords Thank you.